Well, hello there. Uh, Kirk here, Pastor's Positive Mental Health Institute. Ooh, that sounds so official. Anyway, glad you could join us today. Please like, subscribe, and share. If there's a pastor or a church member that you think needs to know this, please let them know. Also, please reach out to me. Contact information will be uh, in the the comments below, uh, the description below. I'm also going to put the article for which I'm referencing today in there. So I'm glad you could join me. If you have any questions, uh, please feel free to reach out to me uh, today. Uh, we're just going to go over this interesting article a friend of mine, Carl Vader's, wrote uh, called So Many Wrong Reasons to Become a Pastor. And this was written a while ago, eight years ago. I still think, though, that it that it uh, fits for you know pastoral ministry today as many people have different ideas. I mean, many people think pastors only work for an hour on Sundays, right? Uh, that's, the, that's the least of our work, I and mean, that's the delight of our work is on one hour on a Sunday. And so um, I just want to encourage you just to let's enjoy this little process a little bit. So many wrong reasons to become a pastor. Reason number one. Do you like being in charge? Is that why you want to be a pastor? Well, the author suggests, well, then go start your own business. By the way, you're not really in charge if you're a pastor. I mean, I know there's some church governments where the pastor is kind of like the, the Moses model is what it's called. Uh, and then there's elder board, elder led, there's congregational led. Uh, ultimately, Jesus is the head of the church. And he is the one that is is in charge, right? The Holy Spirit's in charge. So you're not really in charge. Uh, and, and really, we don't want the pressure of being in charge of the church. Another reason to not be a pastor, uh, because you like talking with while others listen. Well, if that's the case, become a college professor. Uh, and I like that. You know, you know it, today, like, listen right here. You can create your own vlog like this. You can video blog. You can you can do all kinds. You can start a podcast and other people will listen to you. Uh, do you like arguing theology? If that's the case, that's why you want to be a pastor, just start a blog. There's plenty of places to go where people will argue with you vehemently over theology. Listen, we don't argue theology much in the church. I have to be honest with you. What we do a lot is we care for souls of people. And so the challenge that we have is if you like to argue theology, which I do, I enjoy arguing theology. I think it's a delight and it's fun. Um, but I do that with other pastors. I don't do that with most church congregation members because they just really want to know, how do I live life? How do I understand the Bible? What does God have for me in this moment? Um, something else is that, do you like church buildings? Well, if that's why you want to be a pastor, that's an interesting uh, reason right there. I've never quite heard that one. I want to be a pastor because of the of because of the beautiful church buildings. No, well, if you want, if you like church buildings, just become an architect. If that's the reason you want to be, I, I mean, you know, some church buildings are nice and pretty. Some aren't. Uh, there's just uh, you know different styles which are very interesting to see the church. I always find it fascinating when you go in these small rural communities and they have these huge churches um, that are empty now. Uh, so like a, a couple rural areas around Idaho, they have churches that that their their sanctuaries are huge. They seat like 300 or something, and 40 people show up to church. And so it's really sad. I wish I would have liked to have seen the time when the 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 church attendance. Uh, prompt the need for a church of that size. But if you like church buildings, become an architect. Don't become a pastor because just because you like 
church buildings. Another reason not to become a pastor is just because you like church history. Well, if you like church history, become an archaeologist. <laughs> that's funny. Go over to the Holy Land and start digging, right? Um, so if that's what, you know, if that's the reason, that's not a reason to become a pastor. Another reason that some people say, and I, I never quite find this to be someone who they really enjoy, but do you like visiting the sick? Well, instead of becoming a pastor, become a chaplain. You can visit the sick all day long. The, the hospitals hire chaplains. You can see sick people every day, a lot of them every day. Um, it's not one of my favorite things to do is to go to sick people. I know it's a it's something that's required, not required. Yeah, I'll say it's required. For me, it's required because I know that the Holy Spirit would want me to do that. Um, but it's not my favorite thing. You know, I, you know, I, I know it encourages people, but... I like to see people when they're happy and whole. Uh, another reason not to become a pastor is because uh, you already have a lot of ministers in your family, so I guess it's the family trade. I should become a pastor. Now, how about you become a pastor's greatest supporter? One of the things that families can offer that other people can offer is they understand the work of the ministry. They understand the pressure of the ministry. They understand how the pastor can't turn it off, right? Um, and so uh, we just need to, to remember that. Oh, and let me just take this moment now to give a shout out to my son-in-law, Zach, and my granddaughter, Cadence. You know what? They listen to me. How nice of them. I think, you know, you should let me know that you're listening to, and I'll give a shout out to you. Hope you all are having a great day. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to see you again soon, I hope. Anyway, back to reasons not to become a pastor. I like marrying people. <laughs> I, you know, I haven't found somebody who just says, I like marrying people. You know, if I could just be someone who married people, I think that means I'm supposed to be a pastor. I just want to marry people all day long. Now, I'm not saying they have multiple marriages. What I'm saying is you officiate over, you're the efficient for, um, uh, so I guess become a, become a county clerk, right? They can do it. A JP, become a justice of the peace. They can do it as well. Actually, you can just sign up for it online um, and you can become a certified wedding Efficient. Mm, that sounds great, right? Um, you like burying people. Now, okay, okay, that's not a reason to become a pastor. If you like burying people, maybe there's some other issues that we need to talk about. Uh, maybe you're, maybe we need to be uh, caught by the police if you like burying people, um, or just become a funeral director. There you go. That'll solve it. Become a funeral director, or uh, what? What are those people called? That. Uh, hmm. Well, they dig the graves. The grave digger, sure, we'll call it that. Uh, become one of those. <laughs> that's fine. Maybe you just like wearing special garments. Well, that's not a reason to become a pastor. Not all traditions wear robes and investments and stoles and things. Uh, you know, but if that's the reason that you like, well, join the theater. Actually, in today's day and age, you can wear whatever you want, whenever you want. So just wear a costume all the time, if that's what you really like to do. Um, you know, how about you like uh, having people look up to you? <laughs> that's a good reason to become a pastor. No, it's not. You, you know, in fact, I would say if that's if that is your reason for becoming a pastor, you like people looking up to you. Uh, first of all, you're probably at a pulpit. Uh, but second of all, uh, that's a horrible reason to become a pastor. In fact, you won't last if that's the reason. Um, and one of the re recommendations is we'll just wear bigger shoes, wear higher heels, get some platforms, go bring the 70s back. Um, how about uh, you like to have to be in a position of authority? Well, this goes back to like, I like being in charge. Uh, you know, the reality is, is, is as a pastor, your ability to be in an authority is really dictated by people's ability to receive 
your influence or your authority in their lives. And ultimately, there's a great pressure on a pastor because the authority that you exude is one that has been gifted and entrusted to you by the Lord. And so you don't, you got to be careful with that, right? So if you want to be a pastor just because you like to be an authority, um, well, how about you just run for public office and then you can vote on stuff and maybe that'll mean something from time to time. I don't know. Uh, don't, don't become a pastor just because you like the position of authority. Also, maybe you just like your weekdays off. Well, first of all, I don't know that pastors have a lot of days off. I mean, do I get to go spend time throughout my week doing things? You know, I'll go golf nine holes or I'll go work out or something. Well, yeah, I get to do that, but but I'm still, my phone's on me all the time, right? It's always on call. Um, so if, if you like having your weekdays off, I guess you become a rock star, right? I just work, everybody's working for the weekend. Anyway, that's what rock stars do, right? Um, also, do you like making money? Well, that, by the way. Pastoral ministry is not the place to make money. I guess if you're in a mega church, but it'd be hard to be in a mega church if you didn't really have the right reasons for being a pastor. Um, but I would say just get a higher paying job like a public school teacher. <laughs> uh, you know, interesting. Uh, well, if you're a school teacher, you get your summers off too. Pastors don't get their summers off. But what I like about what Carl does in this article, and now he just shifts it. He goes, okay, these are funny. These are lighthearted. Um, these are reasons not to become. But now let's look at actually the real reasons to become a pastor. How about one of the reasons is uh, really because you have an unshakable call from God to help people know Jesus and grow in their relationship with him and with others. And this is something that I was advised years ago when I felt called to, to ministry. Somebody told me, he said, try to do some, anything else try to do something else. In fact, run and try to do it. And I think there was some good advice there in that, in that I realize, and I think that those who are called to pastoral ministry realize that this is what they're, this is what they're called to do and, and everything else. Even though we are in ministry all the time as a child of God, we're his ambassadors pleading with others to be reconciled to Christ. That is every Christian's job. It's every believer's job to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. But when you're called to pastoral ministry, that, 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 shepherd of the church, um, the under rower of, of Christ as Christ being the head shepherd of the church. Um, it's one of those things where you just can't escape it. You just can't escape it. You love to see people grow in the Lord. You love to help people. You love to disciple. You love to teach them. You love to encourage them in their walk. And you know that you are called to preach. And despite how hard it is to be a pastor, as he says here, it's harder for you not to be a pastor. And I would say that I agree with that. Um, you know, I've had jobs when I was in pastoral ministry and then not in pastoral ministry. I had jobs while I was in pastoral ministry. Um, and it's just really, really hard when your attention wants to be about the things of the kingdom um, in the in the church setting. Listen, we are all again called to live every day as unto the Lord. The life we now live is no longer ours, but our life is hidden in Christ who died for us, right? So we live that life in faith and every person is called to, to do the work of the ministry. We are a holy nation, a priesthood, a people for his own, for God's own, who has called us to tell people, to proclaim 
he who has called us from darkness into his marvelous light. And we're supposed to proclaim the work. But there are some of us who are called to help others learn how to proclaim, to go do the work of the ministry, that we do the equipping. And so it's hard not to do that if you're called. You see, God gave some as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to be to, to, to the church to equip the saints. That's in Ephesians 4.11. But the unique call of the pastor is to live among the sheep with them and equip them. As Jesus told Peter, feed my sheep. So a couple things. This is important if you really want to be a pastor. Number one, you have to love Jesus. Now, just because you, you love Jesus doesn't mean you're called to be a pastor. That would mean everybody's called to be a pastor. And there's some there's some pastors that I know that kind of says that everyone is supposed to be a pastor. I think I, I struggle with that. I mean, I think everyone is supposed to do the work of the ministry, right? It's not just the pastor's job. Everyone's supposed to share God's love. Everyone's supposed to, to preach the gospel at all times. Um, but what I would say is that just because you love Jesus doesn't mean you're called to be a pastor. I had this one guy who came to me a couple years ago very inconsistent church uh, attender. And, uh, you know, I'd see him for a couple Sundays in a row that I wouldn't see him for three months and, and that sort of thing. And he goes, man, I really feel called to be a pastor. I'm like, well, why? And he goes, well, I just like talking about Jesus and, and, share, and, and sharing, you know, uh, the Bible with others. I said, well, that's what every Christian's supposed to do. And then one of the things I told him was, well, let's start with attending church. Most pastors that I know actually like coming to church. And so, um, well, I haven't seen him for a while. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, another thing to be a pastor is you have to love people. Then say you have to like people. I had a pastor once years ago from the pulpit who was kind of a great Bible teacher, uh, but a little bit, um, you know, distant from people. And he said, you know, God called me to be a pastor. He goes, but I really don't like people. Now, that doesn't mean he didn't have a passion for souls and didn't mean that he didn't love people, but it was difficult for him to really want to be with people. Now, God has worked that and changed that over his course of ministry, and he actually truly, you know, you can see that he actually enjoys being with people and he loves people now, but that wasn't the case, and he was very vulnerable from the, from the pulpit and said that, which I thought was fascinating. You have to love equipping, mentoring, and discipling people. Now, I think this is kind of something that's important for the pastor. Often pastors say, I just want to teach the word. Well, that's good. And I want you to teach the word too. But equipping and mentoring and discipling, discipling means you spend time with people, right? It's hard to disciple somebody that you don't know very well or haven't hung out with. It's hard to mentor somebody that you're not completely talking with on a regular basis. And God will bring those people into your life. Pray for it. Watch it. Don't sit there and go, Lord, I'm, I'm so good. I want to mentor somebody. I need to be someone who is discipling somebody. Don't look at it that way. Say, Lord, bring people in my life that we can share life together, and I can encourage them in their faith, and I can help them grow in the Lord. Um, you, will, you have to be willing to stick with people over the long haul through good times and bad. And I think this is really um, just the truth. Uh, ministry is getting in the trenches with people. Ministry is is hanging in there in those moments that are horrible when they're not being great, when they're struggling with their faith, when their marriages are falling apart, when their when their anxiety is at a high level, when when their faith is failing, when they have a loss of a loved one and they just are doubting God's goodness. Um, it's our job to hang with them and and 
you got to be willing to get in there with them. And I got to tell you, some of my most rewarding work has been in those moments when people are struggling and they're wrestling and we get to come alongside and we get to shore them up. Uh, lastly, if you're looking for something other than that, you need to look elsewhere, right? So, I mean, these are the things that, that you love Jesus, you love teaching his word, you love equipping people, you love mentoring them, you love discipling them, you love, you're willing to be with them through thick and thin. And listen, most of these qualities are that that are normative of what I believe God's calling every Christian to be, uh, to, to be doing. But God has appointed some to be pastors and teachers to equip the people for the work of the ministry. And so, um, you know, some funny things earlier, you know, go be an architect or a funeral director or something. Uh, if, if you have all these things, start your own business. Uh, but <laughs> what I want to encourage you is that pastors, uh, it's a weird, it's a weird, I'm going to call it this profession. Um, it's not just a job. I'm not going to say it's an adventure. That's the old army one. Remember that? It's not just a job. It's, an adventure. it's not just a job. It's a calling. And it is a calling that pastors take seriously. Um, I just uh, sent out a, a new survey for pastors to take. And it's interesting to, to, to find out uh, already some of the initial uh, feedback that I've received is that a lot of pastors aren't being invited to social events with the church members. And a lot of pastors um, uh, that I'm noticing aren't, aren't desiring to be friends with people. So I think it's something we need to address. I'll, I'll bring those results. Um, it, it runs for the next few weeks, the survey does. And so once I collate those and code them and get the, the analysis in there, I'll definitely do a, a report, write a little bit about it and send that out. And so I'm just really excited uh, that, that we get to share this work together as we really desire that churches would flourish, that pastors would be in a great state of mind to be able to truly love people, to truly care about people, to truly equip people, and to have the state of mind to actually enjoy what they do because they're doing it for the glory of God and that he would get all the attention. Again, hello, Cadence. Hello, Zach. Thanks again for listening. Also, if you like this, please subscribe and share. Um, please like it. Please also let me know if there's anything I can help you with. Um, in, in October, first week of October, I'm going to be heading to Louisiana to speak at a conference. And so I uh, appreciate your prayers for that. But just that's also to let you know, I do these sort of things. I speak about pastors, pause of mental health and the strategies for the churches and for the pastors, um, all wrapped in the wonderful truth of God's word as he desires us to flourish in ministry um, through the strengthening of the Holy Spirit and to be able to have some tools that help us along the way. So together, let's help the church flourish. We'll see you soon. Bye.